This podcast is a series of one-on-one interviews with a handful of artists behind the program of Bleach Festival 2018 and Bleach at Festival 2018, part of the Gold Coast 2018 Commonwealth Games. Bleach Festival is the Gold Coast's signature arts and cultural festival. In 2018, the festival program focuses on a theme of intimate encounters and invitation. Invitation to experience local and international performances. Invitation to explore the Gold Coast. And an invitation to get to know the artists. We hope you enjoy this special series. Louise, the theme of this year's festival is all about personal invitations. How do you envisage that taking shape? It's probably more of a spiritual gesture, more so than the physicality of writing a letter to every single person on the Gold Coast or anyone who's coming to the Commonwealth Games. But it's really an opportunity for us as the festival of the city to be hosts and welcome the visitors that are coming and also to really embrace the local community and invite them to be part of this incredible event that is a once in a lifetime event for the Gold Coast. So taking that spirit is where the kind of invitation comes in and then the work itself has that kind of personal touch within most of the works that have been curated in the festival and so how we kind of bring that spirit and of generosity and invitation into everything that we do is really what's inspired me for this festival. Wouldn't you say that Bleach, given the nature of the festival and how it's unique in the way that it taps into the local environment, is often staged in very natural locations, unlike other ticketed events where you might have a specific seat for something where it's very open, a lot of free events, that it lends itself to that personal invitation anyway? Yeah, that's certainly been always critical to the festival. I think it just allows us to kind of amplify that message in a year that's so heightened and it really allows the city to show its spirit in an arts and cultural capacity and that's kind of where it kind of goes just that little bit further. So in essence, you want artists to create more personal connections with their audiences than ever before? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, possibly. I think the stories themselves have that naturally built into them anyway. So for example, one of our biggest projects for the festival, The Spirit of Chiricai, the whole inspiration and the story of this is about the first Aboriginal lifesaver of Australia, the first lifesaver regardless, and the fact that he was an Aboriginal man and he did it out of cultural obligation and that talks speaks volumes about, you know, extending that greater sense of humanity and going out and on your own bat to just rescue people in the early nineteen hundreds when they didn't know what they were doing in the water. You know, that says a lot about human kindness and I think that that spirit of generosity can be uh, something that I think a lot of people probably are either looking for or would like to have more of in their life and so by telling this story and amplifying this story to an international audience in the festival it just kind of takes it a little bit deeper so whilst it might be done in a quite a spectacle way there's very clear messages about what this story is about and so that's just one example there's others where you will have a much more clear and direct engagement with an artist you might even have a physical personal touch with somebody because the work is so intimate for example if it's you know intimate space in a hotel room or it might be that you've swum out to the middle of the Corumban estuary and um, hanging out with 
Gavin and Josh from Tide because we're doing that project again in the festival. So there are lots and lots of different ways of engagement, but I think that it just seems like a really great opportunity to delve a little bit deeper. I like that idea of generosity of spirit, and that does seem to tie in, and I don't know whether this is intentional or not, seems to tie in with the idea of an event like the Commonwealth Games where you have a lot of volunteers involved. It's an open invitation to the world to come to the city to become part of this. Do you see Bleach as an extension of that? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Bleach has been building up to this moment for years and it's an incredible opportunity, but it's also an opportunity for Bleach to provide a platform for the local community because often in these events you can feel a little bit displaced because of the kind of range of activity that's happening around the city. So how do we ensure that the local communities come on the journey with us and have an engagement and a connection to the visitors? Because I know myself when I travel, the thing that always stands out in your travels is when you get to actually have that really personalised local connection. So you might have an a dinner in somebody's house or you get to experience the restaurants and the cafes that only the locals know about. And so I feel like that's a role that Bleach can play and there's a whole body of work that will happen in people's homes during the festival as well and in halls and so forth. So there's a real opportunity to find out about the depth of the city that's not just the stereotypical version of the city, which is fantastic and great, and you'll certainly get an essence of that, but that there's all these other layers and that there's a huge population of people that come from a variety of different backgrounds and how we can play a role as the festival to bring in those engagement and those connection moments. So it comes back to the personal invitation again, but does that also mean that you're looking for the visitors in particular to the city to have a real experience, not so much a tourist experience or a superficial experience of what they think the Gold Coast might be? Absolutely. I mean, the Gold Coast is such an extraordinary city and it comes with so many perceptions, you know, more so than a lot of other cities. We hear about it all the time and just when we think we're getting somewhere someone of note will make a comment that kind of feels like it's going against what we've all been working for. And so, again, I think as, as a festival, we have an obligation to highlight the many layers to the city that exist. It's more than theme parks and surface paradise. And, and whilst that's fantastic, you know, there's a whole other... There's nuances in every village. And so if Bleach can provide a way to provide some introductions into that. I think that's a really important thing to do. In keeping with the theme, let me extend a personal invitation to you so that we can get a better understanding of you as the festival director. What's your motivation for creating Bleach in the first place? I was in a pretty fortunate position to be moving to the Gold Coast and I have obviously a background in arts and culture and working in really large festivals and so an opportunity kind of arose to create something new and I suppose I'm have an entrepreneurial kind of spirit anyway someone that's just willing to give something a go and this provided the most incredible opportunity but it's been I mean you would know because you've been part of it from the beginning as well but it was particularly challenging in the first few years when you're building something you're trying to build a reputation credibility buy-in audience engagement but once those kind of first few years I got through those first few years and it wasn't so much just me on my own 
it just became a bit easier. Like, it's not an easy job and it's not... Uh, you don't become complacent, but thing, you can focus on other things. So now I feel like we've kind of got a community that back us. I feel like it's not just me running it on my own anymore. I've got fantastic staff and a great team to work with. So now what it allows me to do is take greater artistic risks and be pushing the boundaries in other ways. And so because of that, it's kind of like this cycle and that provides incredible motivation and it, you know, great inspiration and I'm just loving it really. It's, it's just wonderful, you know, and I've had two children on that journey and so I feel like I'm so much a part of this community and so invested in it that I just want it to be great. It's not only been a journey for you, it's been a journey for the city and the people of the city and anyone who's gone to the festival. You said you felt that you had to carry the weight of the entire thing to begin with, but then as people got it, they embraced it and now there's perhaps now even an expectation that you've created something here where you're trying to raise the bar every year. Do you feel the weight of that in terms of what you've got to deliver? Absolutely, because you can't be, you know, oh, it's done now and, you know, there's a brand behind it and an audience that's engaged because there's always new expectations. So how do we kind of stay ahead of the trend or even on trend? So being up with what artists are making and being really aware of how to best support the sector here locally, but then also looking nationally and even internationally. So, yeah, I absolutely feel the way but in a good way because what it does is actually motivates you to be better and better and better and I think once that goes that's probably the time to move on well hopefully that's not any time soon no it's not (laughs) (laughs) as someone who passionately wants to create a forum for artistic expression to share with the public through this festival does that suggest that there's a frustrated artist within you look my background is absolutely as an artist I was a dancer for 15 years but completely amateur as most children um, start off in dance drama and music that was absolutely me and then I did a performing arts degree at university so acting directing production and so I absolutely wanted to be an actor or a dancer and that wasn't quite right and so probably went more into a directing kind of role uh, theatre direction and then sort of through that I suppose found my way as a producer and then as an artistic director of a festival but that experience as an artist and auditioning for work and making work as an independent artist in Brisbane makes you more sympathetic as well as to what other independent artists are going through and how to kind of find a gig and all of that kind of thing so I still see myself very much as an artist because you know as a curator as a maker of work there's so much work in the festival that is work that we've dreamt up that I've kind of created so I think that I'm in a privileged position to be able to enable other artists to help realise their dreams as well. As festival director though it's more than just curating a festival an arts program if you like you've got to straddle not only the creative communities but also the business community and local government that's a very challenging role that requires you to strike a harmonising balance between all three Who or what inspires you to do that? Who do you draw from? You can feel like a lone wolf doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it definitely felt that way in in the early days. But now that I have a fantastic board to work with and a general manager that is my colleague, 
and we can do that together. But yeah, I mean, it is a balancing act and you need to have funding in order to realise these dreams. You know, it's, it's all well and good to have every aspiration, but how are you actually going to pay for it? And one of the things I'm most passionate about is artists being paid well for what they do because that's the only way that we're going to make this sector more viable, particularly on the Gold Coast. So it is an absolute balancing act, but I think that the key is finding a language that you can all understand and being inspirational. You've got to find a hook that gives inspiration for somebody to want to back you or fund your project or the festival. So I think the thing that we've got going for us is that regardless of who you're talking to, whether it's the mayor or if it's the CEO of a, of a company, they've got a passion and a genuine interest for the Gold Coast. And that's what we also do. We've all got common ground. We just need to make this city as great as it can be. Previous Bleach festivals have really pushed the boundaries of not only artistic creativity, but also where those performances have been staged. From a theatrical installation of an office built in the middle of Corumban Creek, where the public interacted with the performers, to live historical recreations in situ as actors unveiled the colourful history of the Gold Coast as the audience trekked along a spectacular coastline walk. You've had pop-up concerts staged in random locations on the back of flatbed trucks, and you even staged a full-scale opera on the beach. Where do these wonderful ideas come from? Oh, goodness, they're not all my grand ideas. Uh, Some of them are, and some of them are collaborations. Some of them are... Uh, inspired by local artists, others have been inspired by something that I might have seen or experienced. So for example, the office in the middle of the estuary that you talked about, that was very much the farm's concept. They didn't really know where they wanted to do it, but they knew that they wanted to do this kind of crazy thing. And yeah, I just loved the idea so much, so much so that it'll be part of the 2018 festival. So we'll be restaging Tide. There's just so many great things to tell stories about. And that's the wonderful thing about running a festival is that you have that great opportunity to stage these great productions that have just been waiting and and ready to be told. You feed your creativity and, and inspiration through the people that you meet and the amazing artists that you come into contact with, great inspiring community members and little seeds just keep popping all the time and then you just go, right, that's it, that's what we're going to do next festival. Obviously, you travel around, whether it's around the country or around the world, and you're looking at other performances and other shows that are being staged that might give you some ideas. But do you come back and think, okay, I want to stage this here, but I don't know where? Or do you look at a space and go, you know what, it'd be really good if we could put this kind of show in this particular space is it or a bit of both it's definitely a bit of both so it might be something that I've seen but then think oh you know how do we adapt that to make that work within the bleach festival context how would that work on the Gold Coast what would be the best location for that or it might be there is a space that I know that we absolutely want to have a project in that I adore, like the Crumbin Estuary is a perfect example, and it might be finding something that suits that. Traditionally, I don't just kind of go around buying work, but if there is a show that I've seen somewhere that I know would work, for example, a fabulous show that I saw up in Townsville by Dance North earlier this year, which was staged on the beach, might 
be something in the pipeline for the future, you know, so how you kind of adapt that to work locally. I mean, the mullet, for example, the story came from uh, hearing Aunty Jackie and, and Aunty Joyce talk about about that, but the company that we worked with were a company that I knew really well and knew that they had the expertise to create what we were looking for. So you absolutely need to be up with current trends, seeing what other people are making around the country. I've certainly done a lot of international travel but haven't done so much in this current role, but that should change in the future. It's really important to see what's going on, particularly internationally as well, to ensure that the festival stays kind of cutting edge or even at least pushing the boundaries, as you said before. Even though you might visualise how a piece might look or how it might fill a space and even anticipate the kind of audiences that you would see coming to see a show, you can't anticipate how an audience will engage with a show when you start putting them in unusual spaces. And that performance in Corumbin Creek, if I come back to it, because it was just one of the most amazing things I'd seen. And I spoke to this lady who'd driven up from Byron Bay and she decided that she was going to conduct a yoga class out there in the middle of the creek with the guys from the farm doing this. And she'd brought supplies. She'd brought food and drinks for the guys to feed them, to give them some stuff. And then as she sets up to do some yoga in the creek, other people were coming by on paddle boards and, and surfers coming back from the beach and suddenly they were joining her in that space. And I'm thinking... This is so amazing because you can't plan for that. No, you can't see no. that that's going to happen. No. How often have you been amazed by the fact that it's gone beyond even your wildest dreams? Yeah, look, that's a really great example because um, you just don't know. And I suppose that's the thing that attracts me the most to making theatre in public places is because you never actually know. You can't control every element. I suppose the most important thing of anything, and it comes back to even with Tide, for example, you need to have a really great connection to the local community, understand that space, understand the nuances of that space and be respectful. And I think once you've got that, the rest kind of flows and people pick up on that sort of thing. You know, the, the, the Tide project, I was, I suppose, a little bit nervous about in the lead up because it's a really precious place it's beautiful there's a lot of history people have fought to keep it what it is today you know many locals that use that space every single day of their lives and so we needed to think about what that would look like by setting up this kind of pretend office and these crazy characters and and what would they be thinking we needed to think about with those supplies or things that we're bringing in, how we ensure that there's no pollution or anything like that. Because they were out there for 48 they hours. They were out yeah. there for 48 hours. And in 2018, they'll be out there for 49 <laughs> hours just to give it one more extra hour. But I think it is because of that authenticity, because of the fact that it was genuine and there was artists who really were trying to make a statement about climate change, about rising sea levels, about development, a whole range of things. It wasn't just to do it for the sake of just doing it. People could see that and they engaged with that because that particular community really engaged with that kind of dialogue. And so what then came as a result was this real camaraderie. Let's bring food let's bring wine let's bring them coffee you know let's make sure that these 
guys are really well looked after and it was extraordinary and there were we made friends through it I made friends with various other locals through that project and so I think it'll be really interesting to see how it goes in 2018 because it is a Gold Coast that none of us know it will be during the peak of the Commonwealth Games there'll be a lot of activity happening in that particular area during that time and so how the visitors interact Will the locals stay around? You know, there's a whole range of things to consider that none of us know. Will people be able to... How will they access those spaces? So we kind of just have to give it a go and see what happens. And hopefully we inspire a whole range of people from outside of the Gold Coast to see a very different side of the coast outside of the theme parks and and the beaches. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And again, once again, you can't anticipate not only the size of the crowds, but also how they all engage with these performances in these very public places. What are some of the highlights for the Bleach Festival in 2018 for you? No doubt the biggest highlight that I'm really excited about is the Spirit of Chiricai, which will be a epic... I call it epic because... It's been such a journey to get to this point with so many incredible teachers and the eldership that's come with that project. But it will be an extraordinary music production that we will stage as a world premiere on the surface Paradise Beach with incredible musicians, all new music composition that's been very much written from this place and I think that will be extraordinary. The farm we talked about before, we've got another new major project, Yes We Dance, which is a huge social dance community project with a local cast of up to 100. There's 10 professional artists that will lead the show, incredible musicians taking to the stage in Broadbeach. We've got a killer music lineup with people like Confidence Man, Michelle Zen, Electric Fields... The list goes on. Great local musicians, Carles Williams, you name it. We're across the entire city. We're doing a beautiful show in the Hilton in Surface Paradise called Intimate Space. Another body of work by a company from Germany called Home Visit. It's an Australian premiere that happens in people's houses all across the Gold Coast where there's a really intimate, curated, I suppose, dinner table conversation about political issues, current affairs, a whole range of things that will happen in their homes. It's been happening through Europe and we're bringing it here to Australia. So that's only the beginning. Overnight beach sleepovers at Burley, kayak performances, classical music shows at the Palm Beach Corumban Parklands, large sound installations. There's so much happening and what I was hoping for when putting this festival together was to really showcase what the city has to offer the beauty the storytelling ensure that the local aboriginal community is really part of this festival and that we've been building to this moment for a long time and also that real sense of invitation and inviting people in to this world of the gold coast It's such an impressive festival in terms of its scope, not only the number of places where it's staged, but the unusual spaces where these pieces are being created and performed. And I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be inside your head come festival time when you've got all of these events unfolding across the city and so much riding on it. Do you get much sleep while the festival's on? Not really, but I'm kind of used to that, being a mother of two small children and a pretty intense job. You never know what's going to come at you during festival. That's just the reality of festivals. But I have an extraordinary team and great colleagues that I work with. And, 
you know, we're really in it together. They are so passionate about the festival. They work so hard. So we're all in it together and it absolutely is a team effort. It's wonderful to have such a great group of people to work on the festival with. Bleach Festival will run from the 29th of March to the 15th of April 2018. To learn more and find out what's on, visit bleachfestival.com.au or download the festival app.